Hello everyone, welcome to Disruption Works Chit Chat, talking about chatbots, voice development, and how technology can help overcome challenges and be deployed in your organization. Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of DW Chit Chat with Sean and Steve. Steve, how are things? Oh, all right. No, not so bad. Not so bad. A lot of DIY prepping for Christmas. Making sure everything's right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, busy, busy weekend. Rather you than me on the <laughs> I can't stand it. Even when my dad would ask me to help him do something, I'd be there for 30 seconds and I'd already be bored and going, all right, how long is this going to take now, dad? I'm bored. Um, yeah, but I'm not even going to mention the Formula One because I'm still annoyed about it. And I'm sure everyone is, but we'll move on. There's going to be rules in sport. That's the reason. Yeah, you think there is rules that someone just doesn't need to make some sort of random decision about what they want to see. They just go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you down now. Come on, back yeah. into the room. Get back into the room. It's all right. It's all right. Shawnee. I know you were throwing some bay out there, but I'm not really gonna take it. Naturally, <laughs> thing. Right. Let's get into this, Steve. Now, in a few previous podcasts, we have discussed uh, voice bots, voice automation. Yeah and uh, the features and benefits of that type of tech. But uh, what I just wanted to focus on today was some examples that can help people think, maybe get some ideas or get thinking about how voice automation could do, be deployed in their business and where it could help out. Yeah. Um, with efficiencies, with maybe you know helping full-time employees be redistributed to do something else, whatever it might be. So going to hand the mic over really and just say Steve hit us with some examples well of course there's, uh, there's lots of sectors that can be covered off with this you know you've got the you know, banking insurance financial retail you know telecoms IT travel you name it basically everybody has these um has the need because uh, we still have a lot of penetration of uh, of phone-based um communication for customer service or for sales or for you know, help desks or whatever it may be. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we haven't got two hours, so I've got to kind of focus around a couple of sectors, really. Um, so if I uh, kind of focus around insurance and retail, for instance, as two biggies that you know, most people listening will not have, you know, they will have had experience with, you know, speaking to their insurance company or uh, trying to buy stuff, especially this time of year. You know, we've got yeah. huge amounts of... Uh, uh, parcels flying around the world at the moment and uh, and now with potentially more people working from home harder to even get hold of these businesses this is going to be a nightmare again isn't it right how are we going to what, what could they do well well if we take retail starting point then um, right. so of course uh, the the big the big story in retail is uh, where's my journey so where is my order you know those are the the biggest queries they have now we tend to find that uh, if you're if you've got a contact center or customer service center that is dealing with uh, inbound Wismo journeys, then what they tend to do is they will follow the script of whatever that is. The system will tell them what the status of that is. Um, the uh, system will tell them what they can do next about it, and there'll be a you know there'll be a level of order value that will you know trigger a a refund or a replacement or they'll ask for extra information whatever those pieces of that process are 
are pretty much very linear and very defined already. So that's easy to automate because, of course, you can. You know, if you know that you're going to have to have this piece of information and that's how it's going to be handled by a, uh, a user, um, you know, a human agent, then you can do that yourselves um, by automating it. And then the actual nuanced uh, difficulties about maybe product complaints and things like that, you can hand over to a, a human agent where they can spend a bit more time and go through, you know, more personal details. But straightforward, where's my parcel? Oh, it's with UPS. It's uh, this. It's currently the last place it was extra, and it's due for delivery tomorrow. Well, that's all there. It's, it's straightforward information. Um, and if they say it's delivered, you can go right. Okay, you know. Where is it? Have you checked around the property? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, in that case, I need to do X. And this is the next part of the process. And that can all be self-service journeys, you know, uh, which can be automated with the voice bot. And this is a massive amount of the calls because I know from some of the national retail organisations that we're engaged with currently that they can take millions and millions of calls, literally millions of calls a year, and 25% of the calls are, where's where's my thing? Where's my package, order, prescription, whatever it is. Yeah. This is a huge amount of calls. And actually, some of the other ones which are still quite significant, like faulty goods and, um, you know, missing items and, uh, you know, uh, stuff that's uh, damaged on delivery and things like that. There's, again, very prescriptive journeys, you know, as a good retailer or e-commerce business, you will have that down. You know, you'll have that absolutely nailed. So you go, right, okay, you can do multi-channel uh, connectivity with the voice automation. So you can actually be on the phone to a voice bot and go, I've d- uh, it's arrived damaged. Okay, can you send me a photo of the damaged item? Yeah. Uh, if you've... Um, send the um, the photo through to our WhatsApp lab, um, journey. It'll, it'll arrive in the same journey. It's all connected. And they can, so you could do this multi, multi-channel uh, connection, whereas that's kind of harder to do if you're a human. You know, you've not connected that stuff up. That's logged against the job. You just go, okay, that's fine, thanks very much. And if it then does need a review, because there might be a high value item and you need to have this extra review level, then a human agent's got everything they need to then just go, yeah, uh, we've just issued the refund, or okay, that looks like it was damaged after it was delivered, or whatever, you know, whatever the story is, you know. Um, because it's all, but you've linked it up. You have that system in place, so you can do it by voice. Okay, good stuff. So, have you got any outbound examples? So, I imagine most people have been contacted by these, I guess, unwarranted, not very human-sounding bots that tell me I've been in an accident or previously I need to claim claim my PPI. Where does that fit into the world and have you got some some better examples, I guess? Yeah, yeah. well, the thing is, uh, most of the outbound that uh, that we would deal with would be to a customer you already know. So not unsolicited, if you like. 
they're already your client or customer. Um, if it's an insurance client, for instance, you already know who they are and you're talking about maybe a renewal or um, ensuring their insurance is correct or even following up on a claim. If it's retail, you can do much the same thing and actually get reviews, you know, do a review journey uh, based on calling them and going, you purchased this. Um, uh, how how did you find it? Can you do as a quick survey? And, you, and that, so you're not giving anything away. All you're doing is just feeding back. So there's no data problem with that. There's no uh, animosity. It's actually quite nice that they that the um, the business is followed up and said we want to get your feedback. You know, it's it's just done. It's straightforward and and. Um, but and I guess those PPI bots, if we call them that for a moment, they they that was just a hey you you know or you've got a claim or you were in an accident. Yeah, and yeah. Then all that happens is they're listening for a yes or no. There's no real intelligence behind that because it's just yeah. going to get you to a human if you say yes. Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're just going to hand over to a Malaysian call centre uh, that then starts. There's another numbers game to try and sell you into something, you know, and that's, yeah, it's, it's a different, different journey. Yeah, if we take the insurance outbounds, I mean, uh, the biggest deal we have with, uh, with outbounds on insurance is two things uh it, trying to make sure that somebody's insured correctly so if you've got choice insurance and they they are going right i need to um the, uh, make sure that the home insurance that i've sold to this this person is the right insurance we know of examples where that they are they've got a human team calling out to get hold of their customer to go you've got a renewal coming up we want to Clarify that all your insurance is, is correct and it's fine. Um, and then when they get hold of them and go, yes, it's a good time to call, they're handing over to an FCA uh, approved person because you so don't want the FCA <laughs> approved person doing phone calls and getting no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is a soulless job in its own right. But I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of that. crazy when you think about it, employing teams of people just to ring up so if I ring you and go, Steve, is it a good time to talk about your home insurance, your renewals up? And you go, yeah, it's actually. And they go, right, I'll just put you through to an FCA chat. Yeah, FCA, yeah. Oh, my. To be honest, we shouldn't have humans doing that job. Because anyway, no, it's so mundane and boring. Well, the, the point is, is that there's there's going to be a an emphasis on that the human agent to, get, to try and get that call through. Yeah, so there's going to be some pressure from their side uh, to go, well, can I put you through now? Because, you know, it'd be great if I could put you through now because it's there. That was what they're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. But if you're automating it, you can be quite you can be a lot step back, a whole step back and just go. We want to make sure everything's OK. Is it a good time to speak to you now? No, it isn't. OK, well, when's best for you then? And they go tomorrow morning. Actually, it'll be all right. OK, the the um the bots are auto scheduled to give them a call back tomorrow morning and it will do that nobody's no humans intervened into this yet you know and if you call then you go are you okay to call now yes i am okay let me put you through to one of my colleagues and then off you go you're into this you know advisory process which you, you of course you wouldn't automate you know and that bit then is done but that could carry on for quite some time 
uh, and just automate the whole process rather than being a frustrated agent that's going, I've been tried this person six times now to try and get them through to, to uh, Bob and the FCA guys and you can't get through and they're just going to get frustrated and it's very, very hard to keep that level service um, uh, continued, you know? Yeah, 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 that's a difficult one, isn't it? And it makes sense to have a bot just do that numbers game in terms of ringing up and because if the bot doesn't care if it doesn't get through five, six times, yeah. or if when they do, they go, sorry, I'm busy, can you call back? And then you call back and they're not, they don't answer, you know? <laughs> The big thing insurance, I feel, is that um, and also, you know, I've gone through this and I'm sure everybody has, is that you never know what the hell is going on with your claim. You know, what's going on at the moment? Where are we with my claim at the moment? You know, you don't you put a claim in, you don't hear for months. And it's, you know, they're burbling away in the background and they're doing their job, but you don't get any updates. You don't get any feedback. You don't get anything, really. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be better if. Uh, you automate an outbound to give status updates and just went, oh, hi, calling from, you know, uh, Choice Insurance uh, about your claim. And uh, we've just got a latest update from you. And the update is this, this, this and this. And we'll be moving on to this next. Just to just to let you know, have you got any questions you'd like to speak to the team or do you want to ask me to look at something up or do you want to add something? You know, I, and, I always yeah. think. Yeah, sorry. I always think this should be something for, you know, when you're trying to, you know, when you're buying a house or whatever. Mm. What a nightmare to get updates on that. Why can't you just have a, it'd be the same thing, wouldn't it? Someone clicks a button on the system to go, right, step six is complete. Yeah. You get an SMS or a, a phone call that says, hey, Steve, just let you know, contracts are going through, blah, blah, blah. I hope to exchange on the 19th of December or whatever it might be. And you go, right, great. Get on my day now, it's took a load of this. I don't even need to think about it. No, that's right. Uh, you know, because there are, again, it's very convincing, it's a whole process that's very, very prescriptive, you know. And why can't you chase that conveyancing process and then a ticket gets raised that you've you've chasing where we are at the moment, you know, and, and that gets raised for the team. Somebody's chasing, they've phoned in, but you haven't got to sit on the phone for eight, eight hours trying to get through or also just trying to get an answer, they can come back to you with an outbound answer and go, okay, yeah, sorry, we have got, uh, we're waiting for ex solicitors or the mortgage company or, you know, for the, for the um, approvals, whatever it may be, you know, you can wait for all those things, but at least you know, you know, you know what's going on. All right, good stuff. Let's do two examples, both in and out. It's, I mean, Hey, look, I don't think we'd ever say that maybe a robot shouldn't uh, would would replace a full time human in terms of you know some of those jobs that we're talking about. But is there anything that uh, voice bots or voice automation could do that maybe a human couldn't do? Where, where what's the direction of travel with some of this stuff? Well, I think the uh, where you can't finance that feedback journey, you know, so you could never get some uh, you know a business couldn't justify an outbound journey with a contact centre calling outbound calls to go uh, to say, can you tell me a bit about your product? Yeah. Also, volume wise, from a scaling perspective, uh, there is a big story at the moment with product recalls. Uh, So product recalls, for instance, the volumes that you need to do on a product recall, you need to spin up really quickly. 
Well, if you have a bot on service ready for uh, a product recalls, if you need it, you can pump your data into that, program the bot, and that can be spun up and call, you know, 500,000 people really quickly. You know, yeah, yeah. you can just do it. And so you get through your product recall from a compliance perspective, from a customer service perspective, or you just get through the whole damn shooting match really quickly. And, you know, and you can go through the whole compliance journey with that as well. So you can then manage the recall if you want to using uh, voice automation. You just go, have you sent it back yet? Oh, great. Can you give us the serial number on that? You know, whatever the, the process is in your product recall, you know, so you can't scale that that quickly. You know, it's all about scaling, consistency, uh, you know, compliance and just doing stuff to that humans will not do because you will have training issues if you try and spin somebody up quickly. You'll have all sorts of, um, you know, bringing a bad day to work. That never happens with a bot. It's always even. It's always straight. You will know it's compliant because it's always compliant. If it's gone through, it's doing exactly what it's going to do. It can't do anything different than what you've told it to do. The, the product recall is a really good example, isn't it? Because like I say that's something you need to spin up really quickly and operationally. That's just not easy to do. Where do you find these people? There's a lot of calls that are going to need to be made and yeah. so on and so forth. So that's there's, the there's a whole industry that. set up about product recalls. You know, there are businesses that that's all they do is is set up product recalls for companies that need it. You know, well, why don't you have a voice automation and just just jump on that and get it done. You know, it's, it's not a big, it's not a big problem, really. Is there anything else intelligence-wise that a bot could do that a human couldn't? Well, you have got in insurance, you've obviously got uh, stuff like fraud detection, which has been a, a, a biometric kind of sensing. So you can overlay biometric sensing from fraud detection on calls. Uh, so if somebody's starting a claim or uh, you know starting starting that claim journey, and you want to maybe investigate somebody a little bit further or or ask them a few more uh, probing questions. We actually have uh, the option of, of having a, a voice bot not take the call necessarily, if you don't want it to be that, um, but sit on the call. So they're actually then flagging to the operator that uh, there's a little bit of uh, inconsistency in how this has been claimed so that they can ask more questions. So they go down a different route, you know, rather than it being a, uh, you know, something else. So, so so, biometrics picking up things in people's voice or the way that they're talking that might indicate that they're not being truthful. Yeah, OK. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they may also be stressed or whatever as well. Um, and that's, you know, because people do, you know, they're in a, a point of stress. But it's pretty reliable now to, to know that, you know, there's a lie going on. Uh, you know, this this technology's been around for a long time, um, but now to sit on a call in the background and do that fraud detection is quite clever stuff. But actually, I was um, thinking of a, a, an example which would be really uh, kind of a nice social example, which is one of the big uh, things that we have at the moment. Uh, we have a lot of people which who are lonely or they have um, maybe the underlying health issues. We have at the moment a lot of remote healthcare being delivered. And one of the big deals uh, uh, around this, if you're using biometrics in a similar fashion, 
is a lot of uh, elderly or you know people in general if they're asked if they're okay on a check-in they will go yeah i'm fine but really are they and uh, should that be investigated a lot a lot further you know there's a big mental health um kind of uh story going on at the moment in the world you know people are stressed out you know we we're going through this massive pandemic and mental health is is through the floor but if you can sense that and um, use the biometrics in a positive way in there to go actually this person needs a bit more attention because they're not okay and uh, you know the, the system is flagging that they're actually not okay that can sense that quite well and that makes quite a difference to to start um, yeah good one because i've seen more stuff of late with the apps and bots that check in on people yes that's right that are sort of marked as vulnerable shall we say so yeah a voice an automated voice call to quickly check in how do you know do you want to speak to someone you know whatever it is then yeah if the biometrics can trigger and say hang on i think this is a person at risk yeah can make sure we get a call out to them so, and remember yeah. that the, the, the thing is with voice is that voice is very inclusive because you're phoning people and most people have phones the apps and stuff that um, are around well you know a lot of um, uh, people older people don't have the the tools to to have smartphones and and uh, all the inclination really to operate a, a smart app and, and all that type of stuff they just don't aren't interested uh, but a lot have got um, uh, Alexas and a lot have got, uh, most people have got phone, you know. So if you're phoning and you've automated that outbound call to go, hi, this is uh, GP surgery for, just trying to see how you're getting on. Um, it's called for John. Is he uh, is he there? Yes, John's speaking. Great. Okay, so how are you? You know, you could do a whole kind of, how are you journey there's just a general check-in just making sure you're okay and um uh, and then if there's a problem hand over you know yeah. through flag it as somebody that needs to be you know followed up properly or checked in on or couldn't get hold of or you know whatever the the principle is there's a big there's a big area there i think that could be used Good stuff. All right, Steve. Nice, not very interesting. We'll leave it there. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, hey, do you know what? We're always looking for ideas on what to talk about. So if you're out there and you're listening and you think, oh, I'd love to hear what their opinion is or their take is on this subject matter, then do let us know because we'd be more than happy to uh, see what we can think of. <laughs> so yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, and we hope to see you next time. Cheers now. Cheers. Okay, so thanks everyone for joining us on the Disruption Works podcast. If you'd like to find any of the previous episodes or series, then just search Disruption Works Chit Chat on your favourite podcast platform. Next week, we'll be talking about chatbots, voice development and everything in between. So I hope you can join us then.